0: Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Hello, kiddies. This is your ghouly, John Kassir, the voice of the
2: Cryptkeeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
3: right, we're back, we're back, Slasher Radio, thank you for coming on back, my name is Mikey Bones, I got the hour
0: with Bobby Spitzer,
3: yeah boy, we don't have a dismay this week, baby. Well we do, but we don't. We do. But like, you know. She already yeah, is. She, who knows what she's doing? We don't know the things. We can, you know she could be good in the old fucking salad toast. Who knows? Whoa, wait.
2: Who knows?
3: We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But we do we do have Dismay, but we don't. Um we actually this is a shutter sponsored episode. So, you know, here we go. We're gonna focus on a movie that I love a lot. I'm not gonna tell you yet, even though you read the title, but I'm awake. And we got to do a big shutter-sponsored episode. We got Michael Berryman from Hills Have Eyes, Devils Rejects, the whole nine yards. Hills Have Eyes one and two, the West Craven originals. And Dismay and I was able had the bleh, had the chance to talk to him earlier, so he hopped on, and uh, we're gonna break this motherfucker down. Me and the, me and the owl. That was a big interview too, man. Michael Berryman. Big deal, dude. He he plays that creepy role perfectly. He knows how to he do does. it. He does. He does. And as soon as I seen the movie and it was tied into Wes Craven and all that, it, it was it was perfect casting. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean that let, let's be honest, that's something Wes Craven always does. It was a good good little fucking good little pick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah so yeah we' like I said shutter sponsored episode, so you know we're gonna get into the shout outs in a minute but uh we picked a movie from their library I mean come on how could you hills have eyes it's an og man they don't have the original on there they do have hills have eyes too which I like not th- I like the original better but I mean this one's up there man. but this is an og too because it came out in the fucking time frame oh, yeah way, uh, like they they recreated both of them because you have to you have to. This isn't, it's kind of like it, where, you know, they put out the first half of the movie and then they have, you can't leave that. they they hand in hand. I kind of like the second one better. Yeah. I kind of like it better. Yeah. Uh, I can see it. I can see it. I. I uh, all right. Let, let's wait because I'm going to fucking get rolling. I'm gonna, <laughs> stop. Dude. You wait, do wait, do dude. Slow down. Hey. Slow, watch yourself. You got to be careful. Okay. So let's just get through the shout outs real quick. Go to Com. This is this is on there. You can go watch Hills Have Eyes too. Uh, there's a lot of good movies on there. We've done countdowns and shit before, and they have newer stuff. And they have Halloweens on there as well, quite a few of them. But what it boils down to is, what are you gonna do? What you're gonna do is, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to Shutter.com and you're gonna use the Slasher Pod promo code, and you're gonna get yourself 30 free days. Goddamn right. You can go do that right now. You can get a whole month for free. Yep. Like give it a try. See what you think. I'm just saying fucking thirty free days, man. I mean, Flash your pod promo code, baby. God damn. Check it out. Um, Jesus Christ. Twelve nights of horror.com, promote horror.com, horror You can go check them out. We also have oh fuck, I forgot about the giveaway. Oh we shit. Give, we got a giveaway this week we gotta get to. We got a lot of shoutouts to get through. Um, How's the mysterious secrets you can go check them out. They got a lot of good shit, man. We talked. Oh! oh oh hey, this ain't no fucking joke. This is for real. Hold on. I got to share my screen for this one baby, Hold on. Right yeah, this, this is the real deal. How's the mysterious secrets make look what they got? Oh, is that is that grandma? It's a gizmo. It's a gizmo. That's a fucking gizmo, dude They have a Gremlins gizmo bobblehead. And let me tell you, is this motherfucker not sweet? I think that. Oh, my God. It's so nice. He's standing on like a wooden pedestal, and it's got his name on it. This thing is legit. And he's making... It's the nice one, too. It's not the scary one. It's the nice one. Yes. Yes. Very important. They don't have the size on this. I'm I'm going to say seven and a half, eight inches. Yeah, you think so? I'm willing to say. Okay, these are estimated uh, sizes, but I mean, he, he, I, I would agree. I would agree. It's a good it's size 3999 So $39.99, you're about getting eight inches, I would say. <laughs> For $40, yeah, a good amount of eight inches. And you won't even have to pay the 39.99 because you could use the Slasher Radio promo code, get yourself 10% off. They got a lot of cool shit. This gizmo, though, god
0: damn.
3: God damn, oh. boy. It hit me out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah. all right, what can I talk? Oh, gizmo. It's the nice one. one. Not the fucking silly one after the fucking midnight eating No No. The Nice one. The one everybody likes. Yeah, yeah. They do have an IT 2017 movie movie accessory kit. They got too much they got too much shit on here. Like you gotta you gotta sit down and go through the whole fucking inventory with the guy, because they got everything anything. You don't know what you're going to fucking fight in here, and that's the beauty of it. You can just fight anything, and it's perfect. You might find something that somebody that you know likes, and they'll love you mm-hmm. forever for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If anybody gets me this gizmo, I will love them forever. But also, it's tis the season. I mean it's That's what I'm you saying. Oh there's a perfect gifts. I mean, come on, man. And when you save money, come on. Come on. Man. What fuck, do you want about money? Get him a gizmo. Get your nephew a gizmo. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> send his ass a gizmo. You get it. Just may keep fucking around but send the ass a leprechaun. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They got leprechaun, But that's okay. I get it as a fuck. I might get another face. I don't know. Nah, fuck her. You ain't getting fuck, no yeah, fucking fuck Shit gets shit, yana. <laughs> right, so you can check out <laughs> house of mysterious <laughs> secrets.com <laughs> uh you can also go to bigbadtoystore.com. that's if you're feeling fucking froggy that's if you're getting silly because they got all i mean they they have a jackie Ch- i'm looking at jackie chan venom and it all on the same screen and, and Gogeta from dragon ball oh yeah there that motherfucker is yeah transformers and all so You know, I mean, these things, I've told you guys, I am flawed sometimes by some of the shit on here. They have a little It set, too. When I was a kid, my aunt knew that I was big into Dragon Ball Z, Mm. and she bout damn near ruined it for me. One day, I was throwing a fit because I couldn't watch it, and she was like, Bobby, dragging his ball Z. (laughs) Wow. I was like, yeah, (laughs) I am dragging my balls because I'm kind of fucking mad about it. Dragging his balls, dragging his balls. He just—I mean, but you think about the name of the title and some of the shit like Dragon Balls. Like, come on! I mean, I never got into it. Dragon Ball. Like, why are you dragging your balls? For what? For what? What what are you gonna do? For what? Are you You dragging your balls for what? You pick them up and get to where you gotta go. Pick them up and walk. Come on! Stop dragging your. balls You be silly. No reason. You silly sideways motherfucker! You. All right, all right, hold on. Now we got uh, the last bit so we can fucking dive right. I can't wait to get this movie there, play. Oh, we, we had a giveaway out of fucking nowhere. Some lucky prick. Some lucky, some bitch. It wasn't and me. Actually, it wasn't me either, and I'm mad about it. Okay, oh, hold on. Draw winners, I'm going to do this shit live. Come on now. Don't threaten me with a good time. Take it easy there, boy. Okay, grand prize, uh, we'll do the poster first. Let's do the poster first. Come on now, drink it, buddy, you keep teasing me. Okay, here we go, first winner is... Melissa, oh, Melissa, I'll just leave it at Melissa. Shit. Oh, shit. First hey. one is Friday 13th poster. Shout out Melissa for that F13 poster, you bastard. You son of a bitch! you took it home, which tell us how it feels on Twitter. That's right, so we'll get in contact with you, Melissa, check your email. Uh, now for me, the grand prize. Friday the 13th, four-piece shot glass set. Give them the battle of that, that. Oh, they're going to get it. A four-piece so- shot uh, four piece shot glass set before New Year's Eve? God damn. <coughs> come, on, come on. Come on. That's the of deal. Come on. Me, what more deal. do you want for You, you want me to come to your house and cook your cookie pancakes? Come on. What do you want? What do you want? You don't want that. What do you want? What else do you want? Alright baby. Shit. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Hold on, hold on. Is it really not allowing me to just give it to Ollie. <laughs> what all us fails, just give it to Ollie. Just give it to Ollie. Just give it to he does not deserve it. He does. Alright, here we go. The winner is. Katelyn told, I don't want to say it. last Katelyn, I think she won on our last one. Caitlin, how the fuck you keep winning, I think man. she got a poster. Are you cheating? I don't know. I think she might be cheating. Yeah. I don't know. I got to see. it might not even be the same Caitlin. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. So Caitlin won the Friday the 13th four-piece shot glass set. Who would have thought, man? Butter. We fucking came up a long way for Caitlin Jenner to win oh, on our wow. show. You know what I'm saying? We fucking come on, man! All those Olympic wins, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we came in big. Uh, oh man, that <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. Uh well, all right, Caitlyn and Melissa, congratulations. Yeah, seriously, you guys fucking. There you go. You got you got yourself a couple thank things, and later in the month we will have another sh- another giveaway. So you know, look out for that. Keep up on Twitter. This kind of happened after we recorded the last episode, and you know, so. Keep up on Twitter, you're gonna miss out on a lot of things like this right here. Don't say we ain't did nothing for you. That's, yeah, no, you can't say that. Okay, it's me. Hills have eyes too. I was actually intrigued by this one. Okay. Okay. I was mad when my cat kept fucking with the Christmas tree. Oh man. Because after that. I got into this one. Okay. I had okay. all the aesthetics. It really did. Oh, yeah. For a Wes Craven movie. Like, it had all the aesthetics. And then, you know, plus with Michael in it, it was, mm. like, it was a... It, to me, I was sitting there, I didn't really expect much of it. I don't know, because of the original and the time frame. Like, mm-hmm. I never really got into it before. And then I started watching the fucking thing. I was like, this is pretty damn good, man. 84 was, you know, those mid-80s mid were an awkward time for a couple different things. A lot of things were changing. And especially when you have, like, freddy and shit out Mm-hmm. you know at that time like dude, you have to really come with something oh yeah oh yeah so hills Have eyes 2 1984 love this franchise yeah, uh i'm not gonna mention the remakes yet um I, it's just so different than anything else and of course west craven this is kind of um you're i'm surprised we got nightmare on elm street out of somebody who made this movie. You know what I mean? I know, dude. It's such a different type of slasher. It's like uh cre- it's it's got every element of creepy in it where even they had, you know, snakes and spiders and all this stuff going around where every kind of corner of it really freaked you out a little bit. Yeah, they threw in like uh, you know, Raccoons for jump scares, but it built up a lot of the suspense. And you gotta, you gotta understand too. Like watching this movie, there was a lot behind it because you were anticipating so much from the first. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand where it's coming from. Like you can't. This isn't. If you're gonna watch The Hills Have Eyes, the original, watch the first and the second. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. If you never seen them before, so watch number one, then watch number two. I almost think you have to, and I, I mean, I've seen both of them, and I haven't in a while, so I was like, let me give it a refresher. I put on the first one, and then the second one. I feel that like you have to almost do that, because I don't know, as much as they're kind of the same, they're very different in, in strange kind of ways. They are, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, you know, from 77 to 84. It's not that mm-hmm. far of a you know time span, but you're going from one decade into the other, and at that time period, that was a big jump. You know, and, and like I said, you know, you're sitting here and you're watching it and you have a lot to hold a candle to it because at this time now, Wes Craven was well established. The, oh, yeah, Hills Have Eyes was a the hitter, the fir- yeah. even the first one, yeah. And was this before Freddy or after Freddy? This was before Freddy. Before Freddy. So yeah. you're sitting here and you're watching it, you really don't know, like, you can't, like, alleviate it. Like, if it would have been after Freddy, it would have alleviated a lot of the, um... Oh, this was at the same time. Was it the same time? They both came out in 84. But which one came out first? Ah, the chicken or the egg, my friend. This one was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, November 16th. Ah, let me see. I'll be lucky if I have a September. So it did be to buy a couple. Oh, no. DVD release. Because I seen it knowing that Freddy was out first. I didn't mm-hmm. see the, yeah, the yeah. part two until, you know, now. Like, this is the first time for me seeing the original part two.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And seeing it with the eyes, knowing that he had Freddy and everything already established, it, it, you know, like, you're, you're expecting something. You know? mm-hmm. So if you're going in there and you don't know what to expect and you haven't seen Freddy, like, let's just say you go back in that time frame, it really sets the tone. Because it has all that Wes Craven-ish kind of... You know, it's like the little shit, too, because, like, there'll be, like, little scenes where they're just sitting there fucking around, but there's a tarantula coming across the scene. You know, like, little stuff like that. It sets the tone. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting. This was in June of 84, by the way. So it's great. I didn't think about it because whenever we do movies and when they're older like this, we always try and put ourselves in the person from when this movie came out yeah. and try and capture that impact. We don't think so much as to yeah this came out before nightmare on elm street but people like us who were born in i mean i me 89 you 90 like right on the cusp of the 90s we didn't you know by the time we get to the age to really start consuming all this stuff we know nightmare on elm street first yeah that's what i'm saying so like if, even if you were to watch this you know if this came out before nightmare on Elm street or whatever the case was it sets the tone because mm-hmm. even if it didn't or if it did not, it had this it came out around the same time, it's it sort of setting the tone for what Wes Craven was about. It oh, showed yeah. you a lot of how, how, you know, the characters can talk up and build such a suspense because mm-hmm. the whole time I'm sitting here and I'm watching and I'm waiting, like they had a lot of flashbacks to the original. They showed a lot of that, but at the same time they were revealing a lot of the ties. You know, like they didn't really show one of the characters an actual reality of the situation for part two until like maybe more than a quarter of the way through, you know. Same, and they did the same shit with Freddy in in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, where they just talked about him. They didn't mm-hmm. introduce him for a while, you know. And, and that's that's how creative he is. Like he can just use some of the the gossip, I guess, to to build up such a suspense. So when those characters are introduced, it was like holy shit. So when Michael came in and made his fucking, you know, he came it came back as the brother. It was like oh shit okay, this is going down. He makes you want it. Yeah, he, made he you makes want you it, and want it. then it, it. finally yeah. happened. You're like, oh, fuck, all right, cool. Because you're the whole time you were waiting there, you are waiting for it. Like the dog was barking, Beast was barking, mm-hmm. and they're telling you the whole thing. And, you know, the history behind it. She's saying it's a raccoon. She really do the dog. And then finally, boom, he shows up. And that's mm-hmm. what you were waiting for. Yeah, yeah. And the kind of counteract, because I... I I like that, you know, I didn't think of the whole Freddy aspect of it because, you know, us, we had no choice but to know Freddy first. But now thinking a counter of that, think about it from being back then in 84 and seeing these movies. This is when Wes Craven cemented himself. I Yeah, think. he really This was the, the point in time. Because you got to think, dude, June and then November, Hills Have Eyes 2, Hills Have Eyes 1 in 77. And now that was his first big deal movie. And, uh, you know, it was like, okay, what is he going to do now? And then, boom, Hills Have Eyes 2, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he set the tone <laughs> big time. I think Freddie was, uh, you know, obviously his biggest hit. Oh, yeah. This one set the tone for everything that was to come. Like, you see a lot of how he was going to handle Scream, you know, mm-hmm. with the people getting picked off and shit like that. Like it was really interesting and i didn't you know when i sat there and i saw the west craven credits and all that it really made me want to sit down and watch it man and it, i'm glad because i got hung up on it like i, I enjoyed watching this this part 2 of it, uh, it just everything from it like it, it was definitely you know an 80s movie and i liked that mm-hmm. a lot about it with the the um the aesthetics of it how it was set up with the super fuel and shit like that but west craven um set the tone right here i think part two was a was a big masterpiece in him looking back okay i I, dude see that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying this was oh I, i still can't think of a director that hit you like this no and keep in mind i forgot this is all after last house on the left he was coming out with a lot of shit, too, because he had, like, some Swamp movie or something like that. Yeah, the Swamp Thing. That was another underground thing. movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think, man. Last House on the Left, 72. Then he had another movie. Then Hills Have Eyes, 77. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's not a big span. And then he had something else in between. 82 had the Swamp Thing. Then Hills Have Eyes, too, in 84. Nightmare on Elm Street in 84, 85, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, two two years later, Dream Warriors. I mean, That's what I'm saying on Nightmare on Elm Street. That was the one that kind of like resurged the slasher film. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Of course, that's going to be his biggest one. But this part two kind of set the tone for how Wes Craven Mm -hmm. was going to go move forward from on there. This was uh, the point. Yeah, it really was and had a lot of like um very clever attacks and a lot of you know, just the way that the, the antagonists were moving in the in the movie and how they were set up. It it was it was exciting to sit down and watch it because I love trend movies and this one you can honestly remake it and it wouldn't necessarily fit. Like you, you could fit it into any era. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the 84 time stamp on it, the, the just the way it was shot, like, it had certain kind of aesthetics as far as the way it was filmed that just it was fun to sit down and watch, man. I mean, you can definitely draw a lot of that West Craven-esque ideology from it. And like I said, with the little small shit, too, like the little insects, the, the, the raccoons, and all the kind of, like... Distraction thing because even a scream like you're sitting here, and you're waiting for shit to happen, you're waiting, you know, it's gonna be something weird, and he'll introduce a phone call, but it's not Ghostface. You know, mm-hmm. you're waiting for these guys to attack from the hills, but it's not the it's a fucking raccoon. He set the tone for how he was gonna approach a lot of these fucking future movies right here in part two. Big Wes Craven movie, big Michael Barrett movie, too. Oh, yeah. Let, let's take a second though, hold on, because I'm looking at West Craven's uh, IMDb right now. Dude, nobody's made it. I mean, this dude was the man. Like I said, Hills Have Eyes in the 70s, Last House on the Left before that. Hills Have Eyes in 84, Nightmare on Elm Street 84, all the Friday the 13th movies. And then in 96, Scream.
0: Uh-huh.
3: I mean, damn. And he had uh uh god, Freddy vs Jason in between that, Freddy's New Nightmare. He stayed fresh better than anybody. He hit you with something new, and I do think that Obviously, Freddy vs. Jason was something new, but New Nightmare was also something very mm-hmm. new.
2: He hit it us was. with.
3: We seen Freddy in a whole new light after how many movies we seen him differently. Still, it's crazy too because like he, um, he was definitely a trendsetter. Like Michael Berryman to cast him into that movie was a big trendsetter at the time. Like, just think at that point, like a lot of people, like horror movies were, I don't, know, they weren't at their strong point. Mm-hmm. So for him to put him in that role and to utilize him the way that he did, and then plus he had weird science in the, the year after that, and he really set the trend for how like a lot of movies were gonna go as far as like casting and and uh, you know his own direction too with with his movies because you know, New Nightmare, everything everything that led up after this was set by this movie. I really honestly, like, I kept I kept thinking about Scream a lot
2: mm-hmm. and how he had the.
3: The, the characters had their own personality, their own relationships. They were getting picked off. They didn't want to believe a lot of the shit that was going on. Uh, you know, I didn't really draw a lot of Freddy from it, other than the aesthetics of it, because it was in mm-hmm. that time frame. You know, like who'd have thought that this guy was going to come out with Freddy Krueger a year after that, right? Right, or the, the same year rather, same so. year, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Thought? What a catalog, dude! I mean, talk about reinventing yourself. I'm sorry. Wes Craven's got a bigger hammer than Stephen King. I mean, with me. Robert England. Who was Robert England at that time? <laughs> you Did, know? Not nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like his casting is just off the off the charts. Like he just knew this is the guy I want for this role. He's perfect for it. And not only that, uh Michael Berryman touched on this in the interview you guys are gonna hear. Don't think we forgot about that. He made you lo- in um what's the word? Kind he made you get invested with the characters. So, you know, to any, I mean, invested is an understatement for Freddie. but, you know, regardless of what you were watching, the characters, and it could be also, like you said, him just picking the right ones, but also him knowing how to bring that out in the story compliments it, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I have not seen West Craven evolve with something I haven't liked. Not, not many, man. Like, I don't know. Wes Craven's always been one of my top favorites, and especially like like Scream's probably one of my favorite horror movies. More, more so than Freddy, man. I don't. It's just, it. He never ceases to amaze me. Like even looking back at certain shit that I never watched. Like I, I just maybe I like this movie, maybe I won't, and I always end up fucking do. Yep. Wes Craven, man, always. Corner Pocket said to me once, he's like, and dismay too, because we did obviously with our catalog of Scream recently. It's like what they were like. What's your thing with scream? I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's just, just I love watching it. it, man. It was so like it, you gotta think like he's come out in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, yeah. and no matter what the <laughs> fucking scene was, he always was there with that trend. He was always in it, even with scream four. Like, oh that, yeah, you can't like the shit that was going on in scream four. That time frame compared to the original, he worked it in. And it was weird because, you know what? The original screen was so tied into the 90s, it was such a 90s film. 90s technology, too. Think about it, with the phones and all that fucking stuff, yeah. stab, stab, and all that. He made it work. It didn't fucking matter. That's what I'm saying. Like You can go back and watch this movie with an open mind and fit it into now. Mm-hmm. Even though this came out in 84. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what... I mean, I just the guy knows what's going on and he knows how to translate it i mean just uh, god we he lost the s- a he set the tone man he set the tone he really did he just knew casting and knew what character was going if he depicted anybody else but michael berryman it wouldn't have fucking worked No. It, that's how important it came down to like i as soon as i saw him i was like oh yeah i know this guy this the hills have a, you know how that's what the fucking movie ties into and then right after that fucking boom weird science like you watch that movie you see him it's you know, that's the guy from the fucking Hills Have Eyes movie. That's Wes Craven. That's his shit. Like, he was such a trendsetter, and he was he set the tone for so many things to come. Another thing that he utilized well was he was the type of guy that no matter the budget, made something golden. And you know, I I like the you know the fake rock props. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's the only thing. Like, if you're looking for something to gripe, there were some cutscenes that were, like, yeah. off. Yeah. That didn't fit. You could tell they used just to throw in there, especially with that snake scene. But anyway, the whole movie picks up, I guess, pretty much after the original. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with the guy Bobby and all that shit, and explaining what's going on in the desert. And, uh, yeah, I like how they utilize the whole... You know, daylight saving time. You know, mm-hmm. when you better fucking. You should have remembered to set your clock. And they were behind the schedule to meet that race. Mm-hmm. Dude, there was always a reason. There's always a reason. So of course they had to fucking save time and cut through the middle of the desert. And that's how they got caught up. You know, fucking with everybody else. And there was there was some good. Um, on set i guess graphics at the time like Mm -hmm. you know they used a lot of the fire in a good way they used a lot of the fight scenes and the fucking traps and shit that they set in this movie was really cool it was real clever real clever and that's what i was saying man he utilized because this only had a million dollar budget and just being out in the middle of fucking nowhere consumes a lot of money (laughs) like out of a budget and they blew shit up in this movie like you know is they spent money and, you know, I'm not mad at the rock props and all that stuff because he did what he had to do. He did. And then, plus, too, you got to think, like, back then, you weren't really paying attention to that. Like, we can point it out now. Back in 1984, you weren't really paying attention. That's, that's that's the technology, I guess, you were used to. Like, we can look back at it and point it out now just like we would with any Godzilla movie. But back then, it, you know, that was... That's what 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 it was, and he, even you know for him to get it to be what it was back then was a, a miracle out of his ass that he pulled with a million dollar budget, mm-hmm. because there was a lot of tough critics back then in the eighties. Man, you're, you're talking about a time that's approaching the new millennium. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people are trying new shit too. Was a mm-hmm. you know another thing. So uh, that's why I'm not mad at it. I you know, fucking for what he pulled off with that amount of money. Also, a Wes Craven classic. They had a lot of story action story action story throughout the whole thing, so you, it's almost like you never get bored. they're always filling you with story. There's really nothing not needed in these movies no the the only thing that I could say about it is like they did revert to the first one a lot- mm-hmm. yeah, you know they did, but I mean that just good. like I said like you, you do, if you've never seen the second one, you do want to go back and watch the first one just so they know what they're talking about mm hmm yeah, it makes it it makes it easier to watch, but you don't have to because they do they do go back and touch back on it. So that to me kind of feels like they wasted time. Yeah, yeah, I could see you know, it for the second one. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, other, that's just me nitpicking. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Up a lot too. They the original had a two hundred thirty thousand dollar budget. They pulled, they tripled it, man, quadrupled it rather. Yeah, The Hills Have Eyes, uh, Part Two. I really enjoyed this one. I, I like I told you, like my cat was fucking around with shit. I really I really didn't give a fuck. I was too involved in the movie. <laughs> I was watching it, fucking thing. The fucking Rebel and all that man. I was like, that's a pretty badass movie, man. Like shit. Yeah. But all right, we do have an interview with Michael Berryman, as we mentioned. Uh me and Dismay. You hear fucking dismay on this one. So you didn't you don't miss her entirely, unfortunately. So, you know, we're going to throw you to that right now. We're going to be back after that. We're going to talk about the remakes. I think we got to talk about the remakes a little bit. The old remakes, baby. All right. So enjoy that, guys. We'll be right back. All right, so you know, with this shutter, um, I don't know, special, I guess you could call it. We have a very special guest with us, Michael Berryman. uh, A whole list of movies that he's starred in. You know, Hills Have Eyes, Hills Have Eyes Two, The Originals, The Devil's Rejects. The list will go on and on. How are you doing today, sir? Really
1: good, Mike. And April. It's um, good to be on board with you on a nice chilly day.
3: Yeah, it's definitely chilly. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, we're. Like I was saying before we started recording, um, I've always been a huge Hills Have Eyes fans and, you know, it's such a, it's so different than anything else. And um, what was it like when you first heard of this role? What did you expect going in? Uh, what did you think of it?
1: Well, I just finished uh, working for One uh, uh, Flew Over the Cuckoo's test and came back after four months, came back to Santa Monica and had an agent. I was just getting started in the business pretty much and... Uh, I got a phone call one day to go to an office and have a meeting with some names that didn't mean anything to me because I hadn't met them. It was Barry Kahn, Peter Locke, and uh, Wes Craven. So I went, and uh, we sat down and uh, did our introductions, and uh, Wes started to explain the McBean family legend and this uh, little movie that we were going to make. And they're just young and... uh, enthusiastic and you know Peter has a he just turned 75 I was uh, in LA a couple weeks ago for his birthday party he's still youthful and silly as ever so uh Wes uh, struck me as somebody who was very easygoing and very calm but a really really smart guy I mean just uh well-educated and, um very uh cerebral I mean he knew what he was going to convey before words came out of his face, so to speak. So uh, it was a real friendly meeting, and then we, I asked him, I said, well, okay, I, I get the idea. You have uh, two families, and uh, um, I'm part of the uh, cannibal family. Okay, I get that. And um, I asked him, I said, well, where are you going to film it? And they said, well, well we're going to be in the high desert, which was fine with me, because I, uh, I was real familiar with that area. I used to live in the mountains of Big Bear, and then if you go down north down into the high desert and uh, you go know, east or west it's just mojave desert forever so um i said yeah this this could be some fun so we uh, signed contracts and uh off we
2: went and it's it's known that the setting of these um two films were you know with it being in the desert were like physically hard on you due to the heat and and all of that. Were you concerned going into the second film after um, dealing with the first and the um, extreme conditions?
1: Well, yeah, I have a condition I can't dissipate heat very well. So uh, the first one it went fairly well. I just I knew my protocol and I, you know, we had we didn't have a lot of uh, equipment. We had a motorhome, so, um, uh, the station wagon and trailer, which we wound up blowing up. Um, and, uh, and then a van, so it, it was kind of guerrilla filmmaking. It was, uh, um, you know, a limited budget, but uh, the, the grittiness and the honesty that we put into everybody's role, I is, think, is, is what really sold it. Because um, there, there's no, um, there's a lot of meat on the bone. There's no extemporaneous uh, footage that's kind of silly and you don't need it. it. It's tight. The original is very tight. Um, at night it was very cool. Daytime I was just very uh, aware of how to, uh, you know, do my shot, uh, get back in the shade, or if there's some air conditioning in the van, um, and take care of myself. So I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't have any uh, health issues. I just had uh, health concerns, and it's my my responsibility as a professional <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> you know, to make those aware. So you, know, you always have a first aid person or a manic available. Uh, um, so it, it, the shoot went well, lasted a couple of weeks. Then when I got, um, uh, I had some credits, uh, worked for Al, you know, and Al, and I mean, I shrunk the kids and a bunch of stuff. And then I find out we we're going to do part two. Well, that was in a southern desert area uh, near Desert Hot Springs in Southern California. Uh, not too far from uh, Joshua Tree National Monument, which is uh, very beautiful, especially in the winter. So, uh, and the time we were there, was, uh, it, it wasn't blazing hot. It was it was a, a pretty easy working conditions. The uh, the cast and the uh, and the, the setup was 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 a lot different than uh, than the original.
3: You mentioned that you guys blew up the the RV and all that stuff, and we've seen that kind of. Uh, more towards the earlier part of the... Fin- was that, you know, the actual RV you guys used offset and everything that you blew up?
1: Well, actually, what we blew up was the trailer that was being towed behind mm-hmm. the uh, station wagon. And, yeah, we actually uh, uh, blew it up. Now, in part two, there was the red bus, school bus. That, mm-hmm. that got blown to shit. That was... Uh, um, actually, the fellow who did the explosions was... Greg Auer. And Greg Auer is uh, pretty, very well known for he did all of the uh, miniature small explosions in Star Wars. And he had just finished doing that. And I remember when they were done with all of the uh, traveling shots of the kids, you know, trying to beat the uh, the time because they forgot about daylight savings time. They're trying to get to the race. Uh, once they had everything finished, Where we didn't need to shoot the bus anymore. Uh, He spent about a week, week and a half uh, preparing the bus because we could only blow it up once and it had to be done sequentially so you can see it on the, so it doesn't just go pop, you know. Well, he had to drill out almost all of the rivets. He had to structurally re engineer it so uh, when he had something called a mortar that would blow upward in a canister, it would push these uh, wooden posts that would lift the uh, the roof high enough to where the flames would come out around the edge that, that was separated from the sides of the bus. And then we wanted to see smoke, and then we wanted to see explosions uh, go laterally. So I um, had a lot of time to sit down and chat with him, you know, during lunch or dinner break. And he was explaining, because um, uh, I was in on a lot of the uh, production meetings, and... Um, he was explaining how his progress was coming along and, you know, what he needed to make it uh, go well. And it, uh, uh, it went up without
3: a hitch, and it looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And, and wow, to hear how much went into that. <laughs> That's so crazy. That seems like a whole other project in itself.
1: Oh, yeah. It took over a week to rig it. Oh, holy
3: crap. Wow. Um, you mentioned that, you know, you met Wes Craven. You never, didn't really, you know, never met him before. He, and he was kind of earlier on in his career. What was it like working with him so early on and then seeing kind of what he turned into, you know, one of the, the faces of horror, I guess you could call it.
1: It was, um, it was very nice. It was sweet. I, I went to his wedding. Um, oh gosh, I was at his funeral services, uh, I think about a couple years ago in Los Angeles at the uh, director's guild. His son actually, um, told some stories and eulogized his dad um, it was, it was very nice to see success with someone of, of his caliber as a human being. He was just a w- really great guy and, uh, and smart, knew how to put, to put a story together. He had a little bit of a, uh, mm, let me see. Uh, he, it's not sinister or dark. He he had a, a, a little bit of understanding of human nature and how, in, you know most horror films uh, I, I have two categories there's horror films that are usually suspenseful they always have a, um, a moral center meaning you you get to a point of the threat and then you have to choose you know are you on the side of the monster or or the or the potential survivors so it, 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 it always has some humanity in it now, there's also a category of films that are pretty much just uh, a slasher, uh, bloodlust films. Which I, I I don't say that people should not make this or that. Uh, the only um, area that I would, uh, you know, crush people over would be, of course, if you're harming animals or children. Uh, uh, but overall, um, if you west west would go e- emotional um um or um like serpent in the rainbow as you know kind of a, a nice combination uh, it was a little different um but nothing gratuitous even in the nightmare series it it gets pretty sinister but you know robert's character robert Anglin's character um always has that uh, potential sense of humor and self uh, um um introspection you know um so i would say that wes's efforts and in, in, in the industry uh, were uh, honest uh classy and uh we we did a uh, movie of the week with robert urich and um oh, gosh, she was the john uh, doing, uh all the soap susan Lynch little susan Lynch. it was called invitation to Hell. And I know I remember talking to Wes when we did that. that He was really hoping that he could become more mainstream, you know, and maybe get a TV series or something. Because he was as sharp as uh, uh, Rod Serling in 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 my in my opinion, the way he could write and weave a story together. But it it didn't quite happen. I do know that uh, you know Last House on the Left, of course, was uh, very controversial. It was mm. kind of hard to, obviously hard to watch. Um, so, uh, um, I, I believe he did it. Did, did he not have a series for a little while on cable? I'm trying to remember.
3: Not that I know of. I know um, he actually had Scream recently. I don't know if you can count that, but nothing that I know of otherwise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know that he was kind uh, um, of in a sense, hoping that he could be accepted more like an Alfred Hitchcock slash um, Rod Serling type of a uh, director, because he did have the uh, Mm -hmm. the propensity for that. But, uh, um, you know, Wes was just one of the nicest, easiest people to work with. I remember when we were doing the original Hills Have Eyes, and Pluto has the binoculars and the walkie-talkie, and I'm, you know, say, uh, easy pickings now, you know, they're stuck. You know, and Wes says, "Okay, on this shot, I want you to take your knife and, in a very sinister manner, sw- you know, swipe it across this granite boulder a few times. You know, like you know, you're getting ready to go cause some chaos." And I, and I told Wes, "I go, no, 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 because Pluto, Pluto's knife would be." deadly sharp at all times uh, to swipe it on a rock would actually do it almost it was almost an insult to Pluto it was the only I, I think that's the only go around we ever had um uh, the only other time we had a uh, not a disagreement but a um, an epiphany was when we were doing deadly blessings in Texas and I had a girlfriend uh, from San Antonio and I brought her up to visit the set for a while and, And she was quite a lovely gal, and um, wasn't too enamored with the egos. We had four starlets that were kind of, uh, you know, careers were just getting going, and uh, she was witness to that kind of, you know, chit chat and wow. And she didn't like it. So so I remember one week and had a couple days off, went back to San Antonio and get ready to fly back to finish my, con- my contract and she had told me that she wasn't coming back to the set because unless uh, these, uh, she didn't unless she saw different behavior I said well you can't really ask that you know. so I remember you know, had a little bit of a, um, a conversation and uh, she was going to break up with me if, uh, if that didn't happen so I remember calling Wes an hour before the last flight Back on a Sunday night, so could be you know, on the set on Monday morning, asking him if, if he could please uh, take control over his starlets. Uh, and I remember, I'll never forget. It was like about you know, nine o'clock at night, and, and he goes, "quote, Michael, I, I have no control over these. I mean, I'm just glad they're scratching each other's eyes out." Know? And I said, "Okay, brother. You know, was, Thanks, Wes. Uh, I'll see you on set. And I, uh, if I'm sad, you'll know why." <laughs> and, and I went to work, and I was sad. But uh, uh, that was the only only two times that I can remember when Wes and I, uh, you know, uh, well, we were on the same page, but uh, we had to go with different results.
2: <laughs> and you've had um, worked with a lot of people, and. Um... Most recently, the Death House movie was released last year, and you were joined by Tony Todd and Barbara Crampton and Bill Mosley. And what was it like mm-hmm. um, on set? The atmosphere with all of you coming together for this, you know, brutal film.
1: Oh, it's quite brutal. Uh, well, we were filming at night, and uh, it was a pretty barren uh, facility, if I recall. As I recall, and it was it, it was fun to uh, work with all my friends, you know, Tony and Bill and uh, and uh, you know uh, pinhead you know doug and uh, and uh, i remember walking down the hallway getting ready to do the main confrontation where we explained to kane kane Hotter that uh, you know he had been played and as we're walking down the hallway and kane he, he kind of clenches his fist and shrugs his shoulder like a little kid here you know, god michael this is so cool and we're all working together and, and I, I'm getting some really good uh, footage. Time, you know. Playing, said, "Yeah, you're playing. You're playing the lead guy here. This is great, man. I'm happy for you." He's like a little kid in a candy store. And then we do the scene, you know, where he's presenting to us, you know, on the five evils. That yeah, I did everything you want, man. You know, I'm waiting for my reward, you know. And then we, you know, we let him know that he's been uh, dupe. And the look kind on of his face was crushingly. Uh, lovely, It's <laughs> like a little kid, you know, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't, I don't get the candy, you know, almost made me cry. almost.
3: And, um, the kind of, uh, getting back to the Hills Have Eyes, I, I'm, uh, um, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I don't usually like remakes or most newer horror films so much, but the remakes of the Hills Have Eyes series. Not that I would put them ahead of the, you know, the originals, because what you guys did with, you know, with the props and, you know, all the work that went into that is just, you know, above and beyond. But the remakes for The Hills Have Eyes, I'm not mad at, and I think they were pretty good movies. I was just wondering what you thought about them.
1: You know, they were pretty good movies. I mean, uh, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of aspects to consider when you're um, uh, talking about a, a film, you know, I mean. One of my biggest. First of all, you have to have a good story, and uh, hopefully, good acting. Uh, I'm a big fan of live dialogue, where it's not done in a ADR lab later after the fact, because I like to have the emotional content of the other actors, the atmosphere, and, and you're wearing your, you know, your wardrobe. There's so much that adds to the texture of, of the words that come out of your face. You know, so. My biggest complaint, and, I, and this is not in reference to uh, Aja's uh, films, but I really like to have clear, enunciated, live dialogue so you can understand what they're saying mm-hmm. and you get the gist of what the message is. I mean, if they're writing words down, they must be important. I would like to hear hear them. Um, so I would say, uh, as a pr- uh, production um, um, observation. I, I thought he did quite fine. I mean, the camera work is steady. The lighting is uh, is balanced when you need it to be. Uh, the dialogue is crisp. Um, the effects were were not, you know, so much over the top. I I watched. I only seen the first one, and um, I liked the beginning, the atmosphere of the atomic test ground village, and all of that. I thought mm-hmm. it was, uh it really. Laid it down for you, you know, and I really felt like I was in that in that atmosphere. But um, honestly, about the time um, they were coming out of the cave with the National Guard troops, and there was that one metal, spiky thing that kind of, you know, it it, it looked obviously uh, CG high, and it it just seemed a little over yeah. the top as far as a weapon. And at that point, it, it turned into chase kill and I started to lose interest in the individual mm-hmm. characters as people and uh, that's one of the things that West did quite well is both families had strong characters and by that I mean they were well defined mm-hmm. a-, a lot of the characters in um, the remake didn't they didn't grab my attention I didn't get involved in their moment to moment experiences uh, which are being, you know, put on, on the screen for me to get. in if you don't, if you lose involvement, then when something happens to someone, um, you don't, when you care so much, it's just like I played a, I played good guys, bad guys, devils, angels, comedy. But, um, if you're going to be a protagonist or an antagonist, and you, you, you want it to be within, Within the uh, framework of believability, you know, unless you're like Freddy Krueger, you yeah, or, have, or you can just surprise the audience with, well, and I can also do this. Oh wow, okay, you're a wizard, you know, or a demon, whatever. But in general, um, I've had people ask me in interviews and whatnot and say, well, how do you feel playing a bad guy? I said, well, there's certain roles I will not, I will not play, you know, uh, like pedophile, for instance, you know, harming kids. No, that ain't happening. You know, no, um, gratuitously killing animals. No, nope, I'm not doing that. Now, um, you need a strong negative character to raise the bar. I believe for your hero to have a dark night of the soul before the challenge. Even though, even if it's sprung up on them, there's always a build up to where you understand their strong points and their and their vulnerabilities. And it's always the vulnerability that gets presented to the potential hero, so they really have a bar to uh, you know to to meet and to go forward into the quote unknown, and and that and, and that creates a, a wonderful moment where they um, they get to have some self discovery, and I find that uh, always to be uh, a great way to go in storytelling. Um, and a really good movie that's scary is one that even me, for someone who's in the industry, um, is to where I feel like I might have to leave all light on before I go to bed. And the, the last time that really did that to me was, uh, well, before I was an actor, and that was The Exorcist. Uh, I, I run into Linda a lot. Uh, we just did a show in Sacramento. She's a very dear friend. And, uh uh, she does wonderful work for uh, for, for the dogs, uh, pit bulls, and stuff. But um, so, yeah, I like to, I like to be scared. Not a roller really coaster guy anymore, but uh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know. And, and also, uh, if you uh, you know, I grew up when in uh, born in nineteen forty eight, and my birds of were based upon the fact my father went to Hiroshima, so the atom bombs and the nuclear arms and all that stuff didn't make us any safer. You know, so each generation has their own with a scary monster. So I think with the young, uh, upcoming uh, um, filmmakers and uh, storytellers, uh, there's always a fresh challenge. But uh, if you keep it um, to where you're dealing with humans and their challenges, their strengths, their weaknesses, and rising to the occasion, you're going to have a good story. Um, I'm not a big fan of... Uh, you know, um, uh, ro- uh, robots necessarily, or transformers, or, you know, I guess, uh, you, you have to have some substance to your, to your, to your characters.
2: Speaking of newer films, um, I've seen that you're currently filming for Room 9 in New Jersey, is that correct?
1: Um, I did, I did my, my part on that. I was, uh, working on a project, and, um, they actually, uh, I was actually doing a convention and then so we pulled about a half, uh, about four hours of time uh, to work on room nine. And then there was another one I worked on for a couple hours on the second day while I was also doing a convention called Mr. Blue Shirt. So um, if they're still in production in New Jersey, I hope they can wrap. Uh, the, the young filmmakers are very nice and uh, um, had, uh, a lot of creativity and a lot of really good ideas. Uh, I, mean, I, you know, I hope for them a lot of success uh, because we, we need new uh, filmmakers and storytellers uh, you know, to, so we can go have some popcorn and uh, forget about what we saw in the news and you know, be distracted and be stronger and entertained. That's what we do.
2: Are you able to give us any um, information on your character in that movie or, um, or uh, the film itself?
1: Um, no <laughs> <Okay>. fair enough <laughs> we tried <laughs> uh, well um, um, I'll, I'll be, I didn't see the whole script so my my director writer producer said uh, here's, here's, here's what we got going here's the basis for your character here's what's going on in this scene and here's what we need and so I kind of um, just trusted what they told me and created an environment, um, and, a and, a, a backstory in my, in my mind for the character. And then you kind of add that to the, the little sketch that they give you and, mm-hmm. uh, and you make it your own. And then with, uh, you know, with some commentary or observation by your director, they'll say, oh I like what you're doing there. And, um, uh, Uh, can you add a little bit of this and do a little bit of that at this point in time? And, and then down over here, um, have your own interpretation of this intersection of uh, this other character and action. So uh, that's kind of how that was presented to me. And, um, um, you know, given the fact that I, I had just been given uh, the scenes uh, like an hour before we started rolling film. Um, I just put a lot of trust in my director and, and listened carefully to what he needed you know for the camera to capture, you know, mm-hmm. but I did make sure that the that my microphone was dialed into my my sound guy was very happy because uh, um, that's a big deal for me.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to look forward to.
1: I have a question for you guys. Uh, There's a film that was made 10 years ago, the only film by Andrew Getty. It stars myself, Sean Patrick Flannery, Dina Myers, and Fred Kohler. It's called The Evil Within.
3: I have not... Oh, that one came out last year?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a picture of me uh, sitting in front of a mirror Mm -hmm. called, called The Evil Within. It's based on a library. It's really, really cool.
3: It's I have not checked. You know I was um actually saying the other day how you know doing this and we we never get a chance to watch <laughs> movies we actually want to see. We kind of just <laughs> watch stuff of like this. But I mean uh next time if you ever have time we'd love to have you on cuz I do have that. I know you have the there's like a, a somebody behind you. I know exactly the movie you're talking about and it's like I said oh, I I got to check this one out. I just haven't gotten around to it.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a there's a mirror which is a mm-hmm. portal to Nightmares, ah. and I bring, I am the storyteller, I bring the nightmares into Dennis's dreams. It's its, it's very interesting, film. Well, I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, if you get a chance to uh, see it and want to do another uh, interview, just, uh, you know, get in touch.
3: A million percent. Yeah, and this, the finally, like I said, it's finally something we actually, I have on my list that I've been wanting to see, and I, you know, definitely the story caught me. It was kind
1: of... Uh... It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it 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 is unique, and it's beautifully it's it's beautifully filmed. Um, yeah, I recommend it. He uh, put his entire ten million dollars of his fortune before he passed away into it, and he even sold his uh, 427 AC uh, racing car to Bicycle. some. Wow! Yeah, he was a, a motorhead and a graduate of USC the School of Film. A very uh, good friend with uh he had his issues, but overall, um, this is his life's work. It's a pretty trippy film. I hope you enjoy it. Oh yeah,
3: we're definitely gonna we'll get that started. Hopefully, we'll start you know trying to set something up next week or we'll, okay. you know as soon as possible because I want to see this one.
1: Well, good. Get a hold of it after you uh, uh, check it out, and then we'll uh, pick a time for you. That's great.
3: But I I know you don't have a lot of time today, um, and. You know, we really appreciate you coming on
1: and taking your time. And, you
3: know, it looks like we'll be talking to you again soon, hopefully.
1: All righty, man. Uh, You folks have a lovely holiday and uh, be safe out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
3: You too, Mr. Berryman.
2: It was great talking to you, Michael. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
3: All righty. We're back. Um, While well, while well, you guys were listening to that, we were recording our Easter egg. <laughs> <That's> we were. <laughs> what do you want to do? Do?
0: do? What do you want to do? What do you want to What do you want to do?
3: You guys, if you're not, again, if you're not listening to the Easter eggs, Jesus. Please, please. I know. Please. There's a, a whole fucking other. Whole world. Radio show, pretty much. At the end of these things. Oh, yeah. I think Slasher Radio is at the end of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the professional side that the bajol comes out after the music. If you want the real deal, you gotta listen to the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you're missing the you're missing the experience. Come on now. Come on, what are you gonna do? What, are you, what are you gonna, gonna do? do? Yeah. What are you gonna do listen to a fucking half thing or you wanna do the whole thing? Come on. It's up to you. But for real, man, the remakes. Yes, we mentioned we we're gonna talk about the remakes. I'm not mad at them. Not mad at them. They were, they were so different. They were different, but it was different in a way you feel this would progress. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying, with the trends and keep it up with the times. It definitely did. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's you know everybody knows I'm usually the originals guy, and I do give the originals up on the remakes, only because of the shit they had to go through to make those movies, and for them to be as good as they were, uh, tapped off. I mean, they put a lot of effects, a lot of fucking gore. It was a, they mm-hmm. upped the gore. up the gore. CGI and the whole nine yards at least. <laughs> the originals weren't that gory. No, no, but... Yeah, they could have been. They definitely could have been. But, yeah, I guess they just... I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I think they just got away with, like... Because back then, the story was so new and fresh that by the time it got to where it was for the remakes that the story, you know, they had to go that route just so they can... Strive. Oh, yeah strike fear upon what the story was already set as, you know what I mean? And it's the mid-2000s. Right. I mean, you can't not get a movie like this. They're going to pull out their fucking brazole with all the technology they got for that time. I mean, that's when everything was coming to peak. And a lot of people, too, forget, like, we ain't far off from the early 2000s. No, no, we're not we're not like a lot of people like oh you know early 2000s how did you do well we had fucking half the shit all they did was just make it better like the iphone and shit we had that yeah yeah i mean technology has improved and obviously there's been additions to it but for the most part technology has improved when it comes to movie making because you know like you said i mean all these things were easily obtainable That were in these remakes, easily obtainable. Movies were overdoing this stuff. So, you know, it's not a stretch for them to pull off anything amazing. That's why the originals, just on effort alone, I have to give it to them. My favorite fucking one of the, you know, into the new millennium movie was Godzilla. Yeah, 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 yeah. Godzilla was the shit, man. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, that shit was that that shit really walked it in. But I mean, they 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 utilized that same. They knew what they had, and they did it like they. they for me, like if people want to come over and sit down and watch The Hills Have Eyes, I'm not gonna put in the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more of like <sighs> I don't know how to explain. You know, like like connoisseur, like, yeah, like aficionados and. You know, if I got some motherfucker that's like into collecting old if NES Tim games, came over, and, yeah, I'm a fucking original. If Tim came over, because if I put in, if I put <laughs> in the uh, the new ones for Tim, he'd be like, "What are you? You don't got the original? What, do you, what are you? What are you what are fucking you piece of what, shit? What are you? What are you <laughs> gonna do? What are you gonna do? Really, scumbag? Do? Really, scumbag? You are gonna fucking invite me over and put the re- the remake? I got the originals in my trunk." Well, if that's the fucking case, then, I mean, we can watch, you know, with, you know fucking Karate Kid or something. like. It's six hours. Six that's hours. That's a movie. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck the name of that movie yeah, was. I forget I, it. I, I remembered know. it, then I forgot, then I remembered it again, and I'm not going to look it back up because I just don't want to remember. It makes my heart hurt thinking about that oh, night. But we got to get Tim on one day. Tim and Coral? Oh, one of these God. days, this fucking guy, I don't know it, but he's a, he's already on. I want to get him to Philly. <laughs> oh, he go to make you would be like, oh, I'm going there already. Him and fucking Coral <laughs> go to Philly. Coral won't want to go, but he'll go. Uh, he uh, work, oh, you know, I gotta go to work, but you know, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. I'll go if Stevie will work for me. See, I- I'm going already. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I-, I can't work for you. I'm going. <laughs> well, yeah, <sighs> <laughs> I think Stevie would even like the fucking remakes, man. Stevie would like the remakes. Stevie, I like think remakes. Stevie does like the, the the second one. Maybe I've watched it with him a couple times. He he said that one of them are better than the original. And <coughs> I was mad at him. Me and him got into this whole big argument. What the orig- the OG or the remake? OG, OG, both of them. He yeah, thought yeah. the re- the remakes were better. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. Come on. I can understand. Like you got like for somebody who's not an aficion aficionado, whatever the fuck the word is. Aficionado, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can see that. Of course. Definitely. That's like the same thing like with a remake video game. Like, you know, if I introduce my son to Spyro now, he ain't gonna mm-hmm. like the old one. You know no, what I mean? No. You know, I was just playing fucking what was the TechMica on Nintendo? I ain't <laughs> playing that over Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not playing that over man. <laughs> but it, you appreciate how they were able to make the game. Oh yeah, exactly, and I think that's the thing with it, but don't get me wrong, I do get in my moods where I will want an old school, like a Friday the 13th, one of the newer ones or something. I get in those moods where I may want to watch this every now and then, but yeah, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, especially with people, that remakes. And and it's cool that they can do that, because I wouldn't really do that with the new Friday the 13th. Yeah. Director's a piece of shit. That the only ones like, that I can do that with is the Halloween, cause you know, Rob Zombie. Make one day, one day, make we're gonna fucking do it. One day. Rob Zombie, baby. You and I know it's I was talking to Display about it. I was like, he's gonna hold his ground. Like like you've never seen before. <laughs> Man, the fucking we'll talk about it when it comes. what okay, one day one day you never know. Fucking old Rob Zombie, baby. Another thing too. That you really, it's hard to. Both of these remakes had fifteen million dollar budgets. Yeah. I mean, you know, is if even back then they had fifteen million, they couldn't do what they did. In this, but they, I mean, come on. Uh, it's it's comparing apples to oranges. It really is like you But you gotta understand, like the remake wouldn't even have been without the original. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Hey, that's what I keep saying. Like Wes Craven set the fucking tone, man. He set the tone. And what you you mentioned that you may like the second the uh, it's so confusing when you're talking about two movies you know the second movie the original second uh more I think I may like the second one the second remake more than the first one even though these had a big drop off you're talking uh worldwide sales of 70 million dollars for the original <laughs> and then the second one uh 37 million damn Big drop-off. Same budget. Big drop-off. Damn. In the U.S., it only made $20 million, so, like, goddamn. I I don't know. I kind of like the second one. They both had... They were kind of both the same movie, though. It was something about the second one. I don't know, man. Like, for me, like, especially for the original, it was just... The more of the aesthetics, I guess, that they were able to put into it. The, mm-hmm. The, um... The... Uh, uh, the, the motorcycles, super fueled, the superfueled, the storyline, by that time you knew who the hills have eyes were, you were waiting for that story, it was just more established. And I will say there are some franchises that just, like Friday the 13th is a good example, first one was good, the second one was better, granted it had Jason, but it was more like they knew the what they were trying to do. Kind of like mm-hmm. what you just said. So it's 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 more of a complete thought that you're getting. A lot of movies will shit the bed the second time around, but you know, yeah. I think Nightmare on Elm Street did that. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth did that. Hills Have Eyes did that. Scream. Didn't I don't know, do I man. I liked the second one. I liked it. Yeah, the second. Screen? I liked the second. Yeah, I, liked I like the it a second Scream. I liked Scream too. I don't know the original though. The original uh, one is what holds... It's just Drew Barrymore. And that's what yeah. it is. It's the Drew Barrymore. First one was a brutal... I love... Oh, man. I, I, I always... I mean, I could talk about Scream all day. It's like just something about him. It. It's the fucking Drew Barrymore, man. They introduced it so well. Yeah, but Cra- Craven just has that, that, that stigma about him. Man, He does. He set the tone right then and there for the, the OG part two for a lot of things that were to come. Um, you know, just how he has, you know, the, the idea of a bunch of friends sticking together. It was just it was crazy. Like he was able to keep flipping and reinventing and flipping and reinventing. And even though the remakes might be more pleasing mm-hmm. you know, now to sit down and watch, especially if you got people over. It came from that original idea. Like yeah. none of this would have fucking been around had he made those movies. The foundation came from that, and I do think that the in the remakes the way the you know these guys were completely disfigured, that's what they wanted. I think in the first ones, but makeup and all that for however long they were, that gets expensive fast, and yeah. it's hard. To, it was hard to do back then also. So I like I think this one added elements that that one was kind of wanting. And yeah. we were, they were just able to do it in the time frame and the money they had. That's why I think it, you know, I, re- I kind of dig it because, you know, the the colors and everything felt, it felt the same, which is good. Yeah, They were more storyline heavy back then because it oh, was yeah. new, you know, for back then in the 80s or, you know, the late 70s, the storyline is pretty frightening. Yeah. You get lost in a trapped area in the middle of the desert. People are watching, and they're killing, and, you know, so now that storyline's already been frightening. What do you do to remake it? The storyline's already been written. Everybody knows the Mm storyline. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce the cast of the hills, you know, the people in the hills, and we're going to have to make them more gory. We're going to have to, you know, up it in that sense, and that's where it gets its edge. yep. Yep. I don't know, man. I, 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 it's hard for me to, and I, and I'm, I'm the one to hate on remakes, and so I'm, I really can't do it on these. Can't. No, nah, it. it's hard. You can't. You really can't. I liked them. I enjoyed them a lot. Check it out. But I, I mean, I think we fucking we gave them the hills have eyes like none of them have. Yeah. No, I don't think they're gonna get any better, any better than that. Mm. Not even with dismay on it. Fuck dismay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> man, no, but for was, real, dismay. What are you gonna do? What you gonna do, dismay? It was weird not we having her do. around. It's kind of strange. Nah, not for me. I'm used to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Piss on his shoes. You know what I'm saying? You fucking with you? You dismay with the with your bed? What is what us to do the fucking movie? had to sell? We we what us to do? Nah, but for real, I mean, uh, on behalf of her, I would just like to say that Wes Craven. Uh, genius, especially in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Michael Berryman, for taking time out doing the interview with at slasher radio on Twitter. Um, you know, yep. uh, definitely appreciate the time that he spent with us. And, um, you know, there's a lot more coming soon, so stay tuned. Yeah, maybe even more Michael Berryman. We talked about that other movie and maybe Never he'll have our, again. We we'll, you know we gotta talk to his people, talk to our people. That's right. Make where are they finding you on Twitter? At Bobby Spitzer with two R's. two R's. Two Rs. Two R's. And I'm at Mikey's Dad. Dismay's at Dismay Zero Zero. That's Dismay Ball sack. And like Bobby just said, the show's at Slash Radio. Go to SlasherRadio.com. Keep your eyes out on Twitter for our next giveaway and go to shutter.com slash pod promo code. And good night
1: from Slasher Radio. Good night. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast
3: Can bullshit my way out of a pocket ticket, baby. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, hey, yeah, I was, yeah, I was only know. here for a fucking second. I had to take a piss. I got my son here to take a shit. Go in there and let him take a shit real quick. What are you gonna do? Put a boot in the car? Come on now, let me go. Come on, leave me alone. Come on, leave me alone. You can't have to take a shit. What are you gonna do? Can't take a shit. Come on. Come on, leave me alone. What, you fucked up guy or something like that he's six years old he had a shit what the fuck's the matter with you <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> who's your boss <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let, me, let me talk to him about it let your boss you, <laughs> hey, the fucking guy, you put a guy you're a fucking son you to take shit six years old what do you fucking want him to do want him to shit his pants <laughs> I mean fuck come on guys hey, well, I that's right you wanna go with me fucking you know what Keep the fucking thing on there. Next time he's got to take shit, I'm going to fucking wipe it all over your car. <laughs> you happy now? You happy now? <laughs> in fact, he's got to take a piss right now. I think he's going to piss on his shoes. <laughs> get it, son. Hey, okay, pee pee on his shoes. <laughs> That's what you get, you fucking piece of shit. That's what I thought. You take it off. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Same, you know, you way out of a parking ticket. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. You piss those shoes. Great. You got to pee right now. What do you want me to fucking do? I can't go inside and take a piss? so you going to piss her in his shoes? Are you telling me he can't go in there to take a piss? What do you want him to do? He ain't going to piss his pants. I be fuck that. Come on, now. Your shoes are his pants. It's my fucking kid. Would you do that? Yeah, come on. What if this was your kid? You going to make him piss his pants, too? Yeah, or, some, or some some, guy's shoes that you don't give a fuck about Come on you piece, yeah, you piece of shit I know you don't give a fuck about me I don't give a fuck about you Piss on shoes <laughs> yeah, You don't give a fuck about me, Mikey You don't give a fuck about you Piss on shoes <laughs> Fuck, you gotta take a piss Obviously, you gotta fuck, boot the cock You gotta take a piss You gonna piss on your shoes <laughs> yeah, you, done, you done? Shake it when you're done Let me know That's what I thought Take it off Come on, tough guy no, we're all, we all, we all trying to make a living. I know, I know. Come on. But the kids got to take a piss. Nothing, enough, enough. You know, we're talking about the kids here. What do you want to do? <laughs> it's the most ridiculous conversation. <laughs> it, happens it happens, though. It What do you want him to shit on the fucking curb, show his ass to all the pedophiles? <laughs> what do you want him to do? You sick Fuck. You sick fuck when you. Like that shit, you get off on that, you fucking put your boss on the phone. He's trying to look at he's trying to look at my son's ass, the fucking guy over here. Fucking sick fuck tone to take a shit in the curb. Hey, yeah, you did, yeah you did, yeah you did. All right, you won't let him go in there and take a shit, you wanna boot the fucking car because you wanna look at his ass. Yeah you did. Yeah you yeah, he did. he's telling him he's got a nice ass. I don't know what the fuck the prop guy is. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Take the fucking boot off. Take the boot off. Yeah, yeah, but for fuck you too, guys. <laughs> yeah, next time, next time, next time, man. Eh? Next time. <laughs> next time, yeah. Yeah, you go fuck you. Yeah, next time. Yeah, fuck the Jets. Fuck the Jets too, you piece of shit. <laughs> the, the, the poor Jets. <laughs> fuck the Jets. Jets fan, huh? <laughs> well, you piece of for the shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> Last time you guys done nothing. He oh, can't shit. take a shit, you fucking pedophile. What do you want to do? You want to grab his ass, too? <laughs> grab his ass? Grab his ass? He, what the fuck is bad with you?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's going on over here? Yeah, he wants to grab his ass. Who the
0: fuck you want to grab the kid's ass?
3: He's a fucking sick fuck. Look at that sick fuck. He put a boo in the car? Yeah, because he wants to grab the kid's ass. <laughs> My nephew? Yeah, he wants to grab your nephew's ass. No, oh, get the fuck out of here. God, are you kidding me. do be kidding me. You put a boo in the car because the kid had to take a shit? That's what I'm <laughs> telling you. You want to look at his ass? I told him You, you want him shit in the curb so you can look at his ass? you fucking freak. This <laughs> 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 picture's so messed <semester> <laughs> You're a fucking freak looking at the kids' asses and shit, dude. The fuck you want me to do? You think anybody would just pull up here and park because a kid? You know, come on. You got to fucking somebody. Maybe he's six years old. Got to take a shit. What do you want him to do? We try to say he's got piss on his shoes. Piss on his shoes, uh, I we want to look at his little dick. I mean, what the fuck's the matter with you? Uh. What you try to do here, buddy. What's the real deal, huh? You took me on all, pee. me what's baby. What the fuck that? Oh, a piece of shit. <laughs> hey, you fucking guy, you go in there, go take Junior, let him take a shit. You fucking cut back, you put a boot, cock. Cause we want to look at his ass. My nephew, oh. Yeah, Your nephew, there. You was trying You go in there and take a shit. You saw, he he say he had to take a shit. <laughs> I was in there with him. I had to take a piss. You guys were in there shitting. shit and what the fuck happened. And come back out. This prick it. He was talk about you. put a boot, in the cock, his cat, take a shit. <laughs> you saw him. Maybe what the fuck? Why does he want to look at my ass, Dad? Because he's a sick fuck, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick fuck. You know what? Leave the fucking boot on there. I pay you a sick fuck. I pay you. You wanna be a sick fuck? I go ahead. Yeah, you leave the boot on there. Leave the boot on there. Go ahead. Leave it on. You ain't gonna see his ass, you little fucking sick ass. What's the name of you? What's the name of your company? You sick fuck. I report. Yeah, I pay you a ticket, but I'ma let them know. I pay you a fucking ticket because you wanna see my son's ass. Hey. Ain't nobody gonna see my kid's ass. I pay the price. Fucking sick bass. <laughs> no, 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 don't take it off. Leave it the fuck on. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's too late now for that. I mean... Oh, now you want to take it off, huh? <laughs> well, after, after after, what? After what? You try to see his fucking ass out? Taking the shit on the fucking sidewalk, huh? After what? After what? you might as well leave it on now you sick. right now I know who No 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 leave it on leave it on Call your boss call your boss I tell him I tell him why I'm paying your fucking ticket I tell him why I'll pay your ticket and I tell him why. <laughs> Cause you're a fucking pervert, that's why. You piece of shit. <sighs> The poor guy. said I can just picture the no, no, no. Wait, no. Whoa, wait, no. no. No, no, I'ma take it. No, no, no. Leave it on. Leave it on. Leave it on. I'ma pay. I'ma pay and I'ma call your boss and tell him why. I'ma tell him why I'm fucking paying it. I don't give a fuck. You think I pull up here just for any fucking reason? My say take a shit. You think it's a fucking joke, huh? You think it's funny? You fucking kid, six years old. You better shit his pants, huh? Fucking, you You find humor in that? You fucking sick bastard. I spent money on those pants. Spent money? You find humor in this? You think it's funny? <laughs> eh? you want to see him take his shit in the sidewalk, huh? You fucking <laughs> want to see his ass or something? I'll show you an ass. I'll show you your ass. <laughs> put your fucking pants down. Take them off and put them in the back of my car and drive home. Boot door. all. Boot door, you fucking... No, 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 no. Leave it on. I'm going to call your boss and tell him why I fucking paid it i tell him why. I tell them why because you're, you're a fucking pervert. That's why. Fucking kid to take a shit, God forbid. God forbid, right? You think I park like this anyway, huh? <laughs> fucking kid to take a shit, God forbid. Good fucking kid. Nah, you ain't got to hold it. You ain't got to hold it. You got to piss on the shoes. The kid's got to take a piss now, eh? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, and his laces, Junior. Look at that. What do you think about that? You thought I was fucking plain? He's got potty, back. you got potty problems. What the fuck you want? You piece of shit. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you take the fucking boot off you. Piece of shit. You try the next guy, you scumbag. <laughs> you scumbag. <laughs> you scumbag. I tell you what. Next time you put a boot in my car. I bet not catch you fucking looking at my son the way you did. <laughs> eh? You think I would pull up like this any old fucking day? You fucking head, take a shit. You fucking jack off. <laughs> <him> a <laughs> you fucking jack off. Get in the car. <laughs> son of a bitch. Who the fuck do you work for anyway? I'm <laughs> uh, just saying. I ain't never heard of that company before anyway. You got ID on your pal, come on. Hey. I'm trying to make a big fucking deal, but you over here trying to look at my son's ass and shit, I might call the fucking cops. Nah, what the fuck? Then what are you gonna do? You got two choices. Are you gonna take the fucking thing off, or we're we gonna have a problem.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you don't look like you're too good at math and solving things, so you tell me. That Dude, what are the fucking two? Oh well, you know how to put it on, you can take it off, eh? <laughs> <laughs> little piece of shit. Get in the car. <laughs> eh, it's enough for you, you little fucky. Get in the car. Yeah, I know you say piss on shoes, but don't worry about it. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> well you gotta pee now? Well yeah, you, you gotta pee. Well fuck it, the boots on anyway. Piss on the shoes. Fucking piss on the shoes. I don't give a fuck what you do. Matter of fact, don't piss on the shoes, Go piss in the fucking car. Open up the door and go piss in there. Yeah, you you know pissing this fucking car. How about that? <laughs> Little fucking piece of shit. Oh my god, dude, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I think. Fuck you, <laughs> my own man. Hey, <sighs> all right. You want? <laughs> You wrap this thing up. I mean it's up to you What do you want to do What do you want to do You fucking here wrap it up or you want to fucking take the thing off the car <laughs> I mean it's not even like I'm in Really infraction or nothing I mean it's just fucking two inches off the curb Dang, Come you on should... now <laughs> He's you, shit, shit. you think I fucking park like this I mean come on They here all my life <laughs> Motherfucker it's my neighborhood Do you think I park like this <laughs> Fucking owner of the store come out. What's going on over here? you fucking guy he wants to see my son's ass. Oh, fuck. What the world? Motherfuck. Rock. Come on, Rock. <laughs> Your son's ass, my son's ass. He's trying to fucking look at his ass. The fucking guy, man. Rock. Why does he got to do that for? He's a fucking piece of shit. That's why. I mean, fucking why? God makes him like that. I don't know. He's he was just in here taking a shit. I know. this what I'm telling you. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> The junior was taking a shit. That's what I said to him. Even gonna, the, <laughs> the guy's like, all right. I take No, no, no. Fucking leave it on.
0: <laughs> I kind of like
3: <laughs> They always do that. Every watch you get, you're like, no, 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 no. Leave it on now. Leave it on now. does. <laughs> no, it's too late now. You fucking leave it on. I'll call your boss and tell him why the fuck you <laughs> did You did it what you did. Don't you to get out of here, huh? <laughs> fucking kidding. you here taking a shit. <laughs> no no rock let him take it off let him take it off he's trying to be good nah, the fucking guy's a scumbag piece of shit pedophile looking at my son's ass. don't say that rock You looking at you why the fuck are you not take a shit put a boot in the car what do you want me to do <laughs> come on take the boot off his car come on I'm trying to not nah, you know, fuck this guy tell him to die nah, rock let him let him take it off rock let him take it off I tell him, let him take it in front of my store, let him take it, take it off. He can't come in, he, he can't help it. What do you want him to do? That's the famous one. What do you want him to do? <laughs> Man, what do you want him to do? That's what, what do, you wanna old- do? that's what the boy's, that's when you know it's done. What do you want do? to do, do, do? I want him to take the fucking boot off the car. I right, tell him take him. What do you want to do? I want to take the boot off the car. Right, come on, guys. Why are we fighting here? What do you want to do? Take the boot off the car. That's what all the, all the fucking beats on the table. All three, after that, all three of my best fucking friends. Yeah, yeah. That's how it <laughs> happens, <to> Me,
0: it happens.
3: <laughs> after that, all three of my best fucking friends. Two months later, call him up. Man, I see this guy parked in front of my house. He can't fucking he need you. put a, You fucking guy, he's in front of my... Put a boot on his fucking car. <laughs> in front of your house? Yeah, you my I'm on the way. 20 years later, you know I still got that boot in my garage. You know, I still put that boot <laughs> on that guy's car in front of your house, but you was trying to look at my son's ass that day.
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
3: I wasn't looking at his ass. Was I looking at your ass about that? You're like fucking 23. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Why? You fuck? were looking at my ass? For some reason, he's your uncle. You don't know why now. He's just your uncle. <laughs> he's he's like, the mobo. He's fucking mobo. I don't know. Were you looking at my ass? I, was like, I don't know what the fucking whole story is. Uh, he don't remember he, he don't remember Fucking Thank God <laughs> Thank God he, oh, he still got that boot though
0: huh?
3: <laughs> he still got that boot <laughs> That's how it starts All three of them Best friends What do you wanna do What do you wanna do What do you wanna do, do, you wanna do? I would take the fucking boot off the guy. That's how adults Made friends back in the day yeah. That's how, how our parents do. Made friends What do you what? what to do. That's the famous fucking, that's the famous words right there. That's when it's done. It's over. That's when all the meat's on the table. Like, that, that's when somebody realized, we went as far as we could go. What are we going to do do, you do? What do you want to do? <laughs> what are we doing now? What's the, what You're we not do? budging. We do You're not budging. He's not budging. I'm not budging. Nobody. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, you realize this became ludicrous. It's out of hand. We're going in circles at this point. What? What <laughs> do you want to do. do? What do you want to do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> how,
3: how we end? That's it. Come on. What do you want to do? I tried to take the boot off. You what, what? What? What do you want to do? At this point, at this point, at this point, at this
0: point in time, you're you got a, a point.
3: Of, you're taking it you old. got, you got a point decision to be made at this point in time. <laughs> either you're gonna, either you're gonna be an asshole, <laughs> or you fucking yeah, reconcile everything in it. <laughs> right? You got choice between the three of you. And it's you, all up to one what, person, really. It's all a, but what do you want to do? It's to question. You know what you want to do. You know what you have to do. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna let the pride you gonna get do? away? What are you gonna what do? What are you gonna do? Everybody wins. Everybody <laughs> can win here. You know how everybody can win. What are you, what are you gonna, gonna do? do? Ah, uh, and that's when you be like, "Hey, whatever he wants to do, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. No more, leave it on Take wants, it off out. I, don't give a, I don't give. a fuck. <laughs> whatever he wants to do, I don't. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I did everything I could do. <laughs> like, I want to take
0: it off. Oh, yeah, he, right, take right,
3: it off. And he says he's done. He's done. I'm done. I don't give a fuck. He. All right. All right. All right we're done. We're done. He. It's done. All right. Let's what do you want to do? We're done. Whatever he wants to do. And then the guy who wanted whatever he wanted to get done wants whatever the guy he wanted to get done was yeah. done. done. It's over. Leave what it. On. You, I know it's your job. I know. What do you want to do? You know, anybody, you, know, you know how it is. I know, I know, I know. Was, <laughs> Did the boot ever come on or stay off? What happened? The boot came off. <laughs> <laughs> the boot came, came off. off. Boot came off. Praise Jesus. Boot whenever on. he needed that boot on, whenever he needed that boot back on, somebody else though.
0: <laughs> it was, it was on he knew site. how to.
3: He knew how to call. that was it, one call away. Like, hey, this fucking guy, you, you need to put a boot on this car <laughs> That was it. That's all it took. What do you? What do you want to do? Uncle Steve, you ask that every now and then, too. He'll ask it. Oh, yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. He'll, oh, he'll default my... to that. He'll tap out to it every
0: now and then. What do you want to
3: do? You ready for this one? I'm ready, big cock's going to stay in the stall. You uh, see this? The fucking whole thing. Don't tell him it's about my cock. Oh, you don't want him to know? Oh, no, man. because if so... he does, he ain't going to. He he's not going to want to go. <laughs> no, it, he's, not work, he's not gonna. He's gonna, gonna work think work. it's all about him
0: pulling yeah. out on him and Philly. Just you know
3: exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think of that. No, don't tell him. <laughs> tell he's me, gonna just, think it's, it's a big fucking Philly. cock joke to go to Philly and pull my dick out on him. He, he thinks you're he, gonna get to the top of the steps of pulling out on him. They're just tell him we want to go to Geno's and fucking you know find. You know, you we're know gonna he's gonna this. be like, "Fuck, you going to Philly for?" Well, he's gonna know something's wrong because yeah, I'm going. Yeah. That's that's the problem. That right there. That's probably <laughs> mm, no, no. Something's telling me no. What the tour viewers? <laughs> <laughs> fact, oh, not? Why reviews? is he? You know, that's fine, you. But why is he gotta go? <laughs> why is he coming? Uh, uh, no, Jimmy, I don't <laughs> know, baby. I gotta work. I gotta I can... fucking. Like, come on, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. We'll book it around a weekend. You don't got no excuse. Come on, Saturday, Sunday. We quick, told him he won't have to kick in for the room. he might. Fucking go. Philly's Philly's a hundred miles from you guys anyway. It's not. It's a ride, but it's not the end of the world. It's not, man. No, it's like no. the same distance from when I was in Columbus to Atlanta. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Like you can get there and back in a day. He's gonna lay a lot of farts in the car, though. He is, but come on, there's no, there's <laughs> no after excuse. A Come on now. I know. You know what the fucking... <laughs> I don't... I don't know, Jimmy. It's fucking... F- why... the why fuck Philly? you took? What's Philadelphia? You can do all this shit here. Go to AC, Jimmy. P- better cheesesteaks in fucking New York. The pizza, cock. Hey, fucking... Uh, Philly che- Yeah, they make it f- better, better here, <laughs> Jimmy. It's better here. I remember that one day. He was like, No, I know you lived a lot of places, but... You're just fucking here in the rest of the world. My Uncle Stevie, you don't understand. Like, I mean, you know, you, it's fucking New York. You've never been here before. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go down there for cheesesteaks. It's going to be tough to sell because you don't make them better in New York. Yeah. It don't fucking matter. It don't matter. What matter, think Jimmy? We, I should mention it now. Just, you know, brief, you know, thinking about going to Philly. Plant that seed. Yeah, we'll go to Philly and have fun just because. We go to okay. Geno's. We're going to d- tell him we're going to do a review of Geno's Philly Cheesesteak. Okay, okay, okay. We we'll want to go down there so that we can do a review on Philly cheesesteaks at Geno's. Maybe we'll just lie to him and we'll tell him we have a big interview and then just tell him it fell, yeah, fell through. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah you know, we got to interview with whoever the fuck. Fucking Meat Bill. And, g- and it fell through. Fell and through. right when we get there, halfway there, maybe we can just tell him. Oh Stevie, we don't got an interview. Better yet, you don't even gotta tell him I'm coming. Just get him there. Oh god, that'll be bad. Oh I'm going home, Cock <laughs> Oh no, 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 no. Last time you two would have got a lost antenna. No, 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 no. Something's up. Going hey, home, Cock. He fucking he looks different. I know you you're up to something. <laughs> why you look so good, Cock? Why do you look like that? <laughs> why you look like You guys are up to something. <laughs> mm, something wrong with you. <laughs> you lift your arms to hug him and see that you're bush. What do you got a bush for? Mm, he looks fucking... Why does you look like that?
2: <laughs>
3: that mm, hair, you like got a bush. I got a fucking bush. I am going to fucking cut your hair. I'm going home, Jimmy. Where'd you get that bracelet from? What mm, the fuck are you doing walking <laughs> around with no shirt on? Imagine if he, like... <laughs> It clicks. Like just the, your image clicks to Sylvester Stallone somehow. <laughs> I remember you fucking <laughs> cocks talking about his fucking porno. You sent me the... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Feta would know. Yeah. Yeah. We it's okay play. to tell him. He would know. He would. He'd help us. He'd, reel him in. He would. Yeah. Because you got to think, every weekday, he's there. Come on, Stevie. Come on, Come you cock. to on, cockley, man. On. We're we out. going to Philly with the kids. Come on. Why not? Come on. Mm. Well, don't um, I don't know, Chilli. Why not? Fucking, when was the last time you got them two together? Come on, they wanted to hang out. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, but um, fucking it fucking been too long. I can't get home. I can't leave before I'm filming. I gotta go to fucking work, fucking Philly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They make fucking better cheesesteaks here anyway. No, they don't. Yeah they do they fucking <laughs> over here? Over here in fucking up there in fucking <laughs> Queens. <laughs> fucking right around <right> the corner. <laughs> Where I work. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> fucking subway I my mean, new fellow cheese steaks. <laughs> Nice, Jimmy. Nice, nice.